Hello, everyone. You are listening to the World of WWE Podcast. I am Ant, and I'm joined by my co-host today. Macho Man Dan Diggett. Latino Heat Carlos. That's right. Feel the heat. Um, And we are covering, you are listening to our Monday Night Raw recap from August 2nd, 2021. SummerSlam is around the corner. Some important matches were made, and we are on the road to SummerSlam. So we start off, we're in Chicago, Illinois, for this edition of Monday Night Raw. And the WWE champion Bobby Lashley comes down to the ring with MVP. And MVP says that he knows everyone's excited to see Goldberg. He calls Goldberg a gladiator. And he asks if Bill, Bill, do you want to be remembered as a casualty? Goldberg comes down and he tells Bobby, he says, Bob, um, you need to be worried about losing your title. He tells Lashley he looks scared. And the first time you you saw me, wait, what was it? He said, he said something about how, like, the first time he saw Bobby Lashley, he looked at Bobby Lashley as a victim. Um, he says, either you crapped your pants or you're scared. Goldberg will always be Goldberg. They're you- both they- the same thing but both things that they say yeah and he goes you will die by the spear that's why i'm goldberg at SummerSlam. champ you're next and I had, that made no sense any of that promo that he said <laughs> at all and then he leaves the um, ring mvp then talks shit to goldberg's son and goldberg hits mvp with a spear so, it was a little bit of a slow spear that was not no that that thing that was like it even hurt he uh, literally walked Walked all the way to MVP. <laughs> Let's go to you, Carlos, first, since uh, you're back joining us. What are your thoughts on that opening segment? I mean, this is a big money match for SummerSlam, I guess. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. What are your thoughts? To me, that match isn't even worth big money. It's kind of worth like a penny, just because fucking Goldberg is involved in that damn match. I feel like I feel like um his promo fucking sucked. Goldberg, like he, I feel like he was all over the place in that thing. He didn't really know what he was saying. He's talking about like, like all oh, like the Coliseum. Talking about this, uh, you're gonna die by the spear. No one's gonna die by the spear. First of all, um, but but again, yeah, then I was surprised how 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 grown his son looks. Like, you know, like we just saw him like in 2016. He was like a child, and he's like all grown up now. So like. <laughs> you could tell, like Goldberg was like pissed at his son. He's like, "Get out!" He told him, he told him to like hop over the barricade or something, and, like leave. But yeah, it was a, it was it was it was okay. I was just waiting for the moment for Bobby Lashley to attack his son. That's what I was kind of waiting. I feel like that would have saved the segment so much. Yeah, it would have been. It's very untrained. Like imagine that kid. That kid was like kind of scrawny. So imagine Bobby Lashley just like threw him over the barricade and like hit him in the hurt lock for like like forever. It seems like something pretty cool. attitude era kind of thing like that would happen in the, like the attitude era but, or something. But Brock, yeah. but Brock did that to Dominic a couple of years ago. That was like but two years. Dominic's a full fucking grown man. Listen, I oh, was, yeah, yeah, he was, he was like twenty two and a half, and that's kind of true. Okay, and yeah. Goldberg's son's like what 15, 16, my age. But, yeah, around there, around there. But here's what I can tell you. I know it would be fucked up, but that would make me interested. Even if Goldberg, even if Bobby Lashley were to like 
pick him up and like like for example like you could have bobby lashley because this might also be a little spoiler you guys i saw him Goldberg's son is on Instagram and he tweeted, see you in six days with a wink, being like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I did just look this up. Dominic, uh, not Dominic, <laughs> Goldberg's son is 15 years old. Yes. Well, 15. He does not look like he's 15. He, he's 15. He's a big he's kid. What I, I don't know that I'm 16. People thought I'm like 20, but nope. I, I'm what they could do is take, like, have MVP, like, grab the kid and have Bobby Lashley look like he's going to like um, press slam him. And then obviously he puts him down and says, I'm not going to do that to you. But then like he pushes him forcefully down on the mat and like Goldberg can be like, see the problem is too bad that the hurt business wasn't around. Cause if there was, you have had the hurt business, like holding on to Goldberg and like not letting him do anything. And he watches his son get like, I don't know. I know that being pushed isn't that big of a travesty, but he is so young that I wouldn't want to see him get like, you know, maybe getting punched <laughs> would be all right. I don't know. But I will say they did do a whole um, rivalry back in 08, if you guys remember, where Jericho like accidentally punched Shawn Michaels' wife. So, I mean, you never know. You could see something like that. But, Dan, let's go to you. What are your thoughts on Goldberg versus Lashley in that segment? Well, I, I've said this before. Not excited for the match. Goldberg should be in a, like a fucking retirement home. He's an old man. Um, I'm not. I can't say I'm excited for the segment. I I really can't say I'm excited for it. Um, the segment was shitty. It was shitty. There was nothing good. Like they didn't do anything. Like oh yeah, you gotta watch this match because oh yeah. But, MVP talks shit to his kid. Who the fuck cares? I don't care. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I hear you. Yeah, there wasn't really... Although it's one of the main events, I will say... Uh, um, I'll be back. Give me one second. Yeah, that's fine. I will say that um, although that's one of the main events, it's probably mm-hmm. the one I'm least likely looking forward to. And that tends to happen with a lot of Goldberg's matches. I mean, you. It, it sucks because I mean Goldberg is he's won titles that he didn't need to win. I mean, we all thought he was going to beat Drew McIntyre for the title at Royal Rumble this year. Yeah, God, yeah. it didn't happen, but we all thought it was going to. I know. I I was like, oh, it better not happen. <laughs> Next, like have- shit, he's gonna win. Fuck. Or no, because Goldberg tends to usually win, but thankfully he didn't. Thank. Every because Vince probably would have wanted him to win. Next, we have a handicap match Drew McIntyre taking on Jinder Mahal, Vare, and Shanky. We find out that Drew McIntyre's sword is five feet tall. Drew gets a disqualification win after Jinder attacks Drew with a chair. All three men grab chairs, but Drew is able to use his sword and take advantage. Um, and they leave the ring scared. Of Drew McIntyre, Dan. Let's go to you. It, it, we're, it seems like we're going to see Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. Do you care about the storyline, and what do you think of? Not at all. I don't even. I, I get it. It's probably because oh, they were part of Three MB. But I, I don't care. I don't like Jinder Mahal. I don't think he's a main event talent. I never thought he was a main event talent, even when he had the WWE title. I didn't think he was main event worthy. But no, they have to do this and. 
honestly, in my opinion, I feel like this is a big demotion in a way for for uh, Drew McIntyre. I mean, look at it. Months ago, like not even that long ago, just a few months ago, he was WWE champion, and now he's fighting Jinder Mahal. That's not a very big step up from the world championship. No, no. Um, for me. I feel like, again, WWE's booking is really bad. If Jinder Mahal had been involved in WWE over the... I feel like after he lost the WWE Championship, he sort of kind of, like, got written down. He did become U.S. champion. Um, but he's sort of been, like, invisible since then. And the fact that he just randomly appears after Drew McIntyre um, had a whole... Like, I felt like he should have... It would have been a better storyline when Drew was champion. Because I feel like now, like, the only reason why they don't get along is because they messed up the motorcycle or something. I really don't even know um, the reason behind this. But I just feel like, for me, I don't see why Jinder would want to fight Drew to begin with. There's really, like, yeah, they have history, but it wasn't like anyone got screwed over. They're, they all got fired, and the the group obviously imploded. Um, do we have Carlos? Yeah, not near, not right now. Okay. Um, so while we wait for Carlos, we're gonna move on to our next moment, and then we'll get his hot takes when he comes back. Next up, we have Rhea Ripley taking on Nia Jax with Shayna Baszler. And this, oh, awesome! You're back, Carlos. Okay. Great, but we didn't even get into the next match. What are your thoughts? Your quick thoughts on Drew McIntyre? Uh, basically, making Jinder Mahal and his crew run away from the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I thought it was kind of like, like, and because I, I want to know if that sword's real, first of all. <laughs> so like, I, I feel like a chair would have, like, done more damage to, like, the, and, like, the sword is, like, kind of small, so. I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of, like, like childish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like when Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley were using their- like He literally sword. has three, three, two, uh, two big-ass guys behind him backing him up. Like, why the fuck are you getting scared of a damn sword? Like- like he, he they could have like at least like like tacked him from behind or like he would have been like oh go to the other side of the ring or like something I don't know. Well, but, the sword was made from the teeth of a Loch Ness monster. So <laughs> okay, that, that's being a little that's, you know that wasn't made by that. <laughs> <laughs> you know they probably just, they probably just bought it from WBShop.com. Well, no, it's actually it's Vince's personal sword. It was over his mantle, but he gave it to Drew. Really, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Vince McMahon's personal sword. He gave it to McIntyre. What the hell did he, he gave it like gave it to him like to keep or just for the segment? No, no, gave it to him for like the character. Wow, so it's real then. It's it's a real sword. Yeah, it's a real sword. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> he like he whacked that chair out of the out of his hands. You know, it was it was it was okay. Yeah. Kind of comic-y, like you said. So we were just getting into Nia Jax with Shayna Baszler taking on Rhea Ripley. This match I thought was cool just because Nia Jax got busted open. And you know R-Truth is backstage laughing at this moment because if you all don't remember, Nia Jax injured R-Truth. And I love that. Um, Yes, I was the one who actually reminded them of that. Rhea Ripley got the win after she rolled up Nia Jax. After the match, Nia and Shayna argued. Um, and Shayna Baszler left the ring, and then Rhea Ripley laid out Nia Jax with a riptide. Dan, what are your thoughts on this match? Rhea Ripley getting advantage heading to SummerSlam. 
and well, I'm glad that she won. I think it's stupid that she's not fighting in the main event, but I'm glad she's not fighting Charlotte for it. Yep. I think she should have a match against Nikki Cross. I mean, she never really got her rematch to like go against Charlotte. Like, sure, she did, but like, it wasn't like a really good one. Like, she didn't. You know, I don't really know how to describe it. I just think you know she should have gotten a better match for it, and so she should have gotten it against Nikki Cross instead of Charlotte because you know she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. Is what it is. Yeah, Charlotte Flair always, you know, has the main event. Yeah, we have to give Charlotte the title because her daddy, Ric Flair, is a champion, a 16-time world champion. We have to give her the title because of her daddy. And he's released. Mm. And he's been released, too. Yes. I heard <laughs> really quick, and then I'm going to pass it over to Carlos. I heard that Andrade is pulling hard for all of his, and I say with quotation marks, family members to join AEW, meaning Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair. He's. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I heard Charlotte about the Charlotte Flair one. I heard about that one. Yeah. I feel like she's just too loyal, though. Yeah, she's kind. Or maybe of since crazy. maybe since Ric Flair's gone now, man, now maybe she has a chance to be like, you know what, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Carlos, what are your thoughts on that match? Yeah, the same thing. I was like surprised, like with that, like I guess like Rhea gave her a right hand, they got, like cut her eye open. It looked really bad. Like her, like just get getting worse and worse and worse throughout the match, but uh, yeah, Shayna worked walked out on her, and it looks like she's gonna be on her own now. Yeah, what I mean, I can I tell you guys something? I wouldn't mind. You guys are like, nah, I don't care, but I wouldn't mind seeing Shayna versus Nia. Um, you were supposed to have that during the pandemic era, I think. Exactly. Like, during, no, no, during the PC era. Exactly. Uh huh. A hundred percent. And I thought that would, would have been good. And I feel like guys, it like, actually did have, it actually did happen, but that freaking referee screwed him out or something. Remember the guy with the orange hair, the, the, no, no, the official, the guy, what's his name? Uh, Pat Buck or something. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember those days. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the WWE, the PC. That was like one of my favorite times too. It was definitely a time. Um, I just feel like that match really didn't have anything aside from Nia and Shayna turning against each other. Next, we have Mansoor and Mustafa Ali taking on T-Bar and Mace. T-Bar gets the win after a huge big boot. And then after the match, T-Bar and Mace hit Ali with high justice. Carlos, what do you think of the match? There was really no sort of storyline other than just... Monsoor and Ali losing. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't really have much to say about it. It was. It was a good tag team action, but but yeah, nothing really. Important. How about you, Macho Man Dan? Eh, it was a bathroom break for me. Yeah, I feel like it's sad because these like you don't need to have these two guys wearing the face paint. Make him Dominic Dijakovic like he was in in NXT. That guy, the guy who plays Mace, I think wasn't he um yeah he was a commentator. Yeah. He got he was when I got the F5 by Lesnar. Um mm-hmm. you don't need all of that. It's like I feel like we're watching the Legion of Doom part like five. Um yeah, really nothing to go from there. Up next, Charlotte Flair comes down to the ring. She talks about Simone Biles. If you guys aren't aware, for those of you listening outside of the United States, I mean, even if you are listening outside of the United States, you know the Olympics are happening. Simone Biles had to um, pretty much take herself out of some of the competitions because of her mental health. So Charlotte Flair is regarding, uh, is talking about that moment. 
um i don't know why she really brings it up but she just basically says that she that she's pretty much having a nervous breakdown too because uh nikki stole her title charlotte says she is the most decorated woman in this business She's been cashed in on three times. I like, like I really like when she said that. I have that in my head too. I, 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 I was, I was happy that she brought it up to light. <laughs> yeah, everybody that she that that's cashed in won't mainly cash in on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. She brings in a chair, a broom, and a kendo stick. She says that um, Nikki ha- had the audacity um, to challenge her to a rematch. She goes, your champion is a martyr, and um, Nikki's going to sacrifice herself in a no-holds-barred match. Nikki, almost superhero, runs in and hits Charlotte Flair in the back with a steel chair, and that's it to end this segment. Carlos, um, or we'll start with Dan. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? You know, Nikki, you're a martyr, and I'm the most decorated female talent in WWE right now. What are you thinking? I really, really, really think Charlotte Flair should just shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't like that she's always in the main event. It's be it's because she's a Rick because she's Rick Flair's daughter, and I hate that. You have to push her because she's Rick Flair's daughter. That's so stupid. Like that's like it, he didn't push Curtis Axel, and he was Mister Perfect. So I'm like, why didn't you do that? Like he could have been lived up to. No, Charlotte Flair doesn't need to be in the main event. She does. She doesn't need it. Her career is already. Didn't she win? Uh, the she won the Royal Rumble. She's still she young. Won what eleven women's championships? The only thing she hasn't done is one Money in the Bank. That's the only thing she hasn't done, and she doesn't even need it. She doesn't. I know, but I, she's still young though. I huh? She's still young though. Okay, but still, she's she doesn't need to be in the main event. She's been in the main event for years and years and years, and I'm sick of it. Put somebody new in there. Don't don't have somebody new in there, and then bring her back, and then have her win against. That's stupid. That's that's really dumb. Like that's just oh, all right. I guess I think I made a mistake when you didn't. You were doing fine. You were doing completely fine, and then you do, and then you mess it up. I feel like Charlotte Flair needs to start taking the role of sort of being the final boss. And what I mean by that is kind of like Ric Flair. To be the man, you got to beat the man. At this point, Charlotte Flair, aside from Becky Lynch, is the female golden child in WWE. And what I would start doing if I were WWE is to start to bring up the younger talent and have them fight Charlotte. Whether or not they win or lose, I would rather have them win. But then at least you see her fighting different people and still having that integrity and idea of I'm the best and you have to beat me to to do anything. Because right now it's like that Charlotte Flair is the end all be all, it seems like. And also, and then Carlos, I'm going to go to you. I don't understand. I know the fans are really into Becky Lynch coming back and I am too. But why are they even having Charlotte Flair say anything? Unless, unless, um, I can see, I can tell you what I can see happening. I have a feeling, and I could be wrong, Charlotte wins and then Becky comes out. I keep saying this. I just, I, I don't know. I just have a feeling Becky is going to show up and have something with Charlotte. But Carlos, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you think? I thought the promo was good. Um, I just didn't enjoy like that any part when Nikki like, hit her with the chair. I, was, I thought it was kind of like, eh. 
do you guys have any sort of really quick, literally like two second thought? What are your thoughts on Nikki as a champion so far? I mean, it's it's okay, I guess. It's been a couple of weeks now. How about you, Carlos? I feel like she's too, she's just too nice. Yeah. She's trying. I mean, I guess she's a superhero, but she's. I think she's being like too like too thing. I like I like her like when she was with Sanity. Mm, me too. Me Same. Too. I I gotta agree with Carlos. Yeah. Way better when she was with Sanity. I agree. We're moving right like, along. Imagine her like. Remember when she used to run around with Sanity like like acting crazy? Imagine her like as Roman champion. Like that, like in that character, that would have been like pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that would have been cool. She could have had her own stable too, where like mm-hmm. it could have been like witches or something. Not witches, but like they think about like the brood, like kind of like a Ministry of Darkness. Like they dabble in like weird, evil cult shit, you know. Anyways, yeah. Next, you have the women's well, one half of the mm-hmm. women's tag team champions, Tamina, taking on Dewdrop with Eva Marie. Tamina hit a Samoan drop to get the win. After the match, Alexa Bliss shows up on the Titantron and says, the loser of the match, Eva Marie. Like, even where he does. Um, what do we think? I'll throw it to you, Carlos. What did you think of um, G-Drop versus Tamina? And then, you know, knowing Alexa Bliss is basically attacking Eva Marie in the Titantron piece. I wasn't really too much into the match. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Alexa should go back to her like old character as the goddess, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm not really I'm not really enjoying it. I guess for like that. At first I did, but now it's like I'm at a point where like eh. I have like for me, I agree with you because I feel like they didn't they WB is their own worst enemy. You build up a character and continue to have her lose. She lost a Royal Rumble like nothing. Right, she just got randomly tossed out. There was no storyline. WrestleMania, she appeared and just sat on a box, and then nothing happened after that. Then she appears in backstage segments where she's just fucking around with people and talking. Then she goes to Money in the Bank, and every person that comes out of the ring, they get a shot of her, and then they show the fact that she gets pretty much ladders tossed on top of her, and she loses again. Now she's fighting Eva Marie. Like, I just, I don't understand her character and where the direction it's going. Why would you want to fight Eva Marie? Like, yeah, she made fun of you. Take her out on Monday Night Raw and then have her fight someone, like, have her fight Dewdrop. You know, like, I don't understand. Go ahead, Dan. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think that you guys are right. She needs to go back to the, like, I liked it back when she was with the fiend and she was like, kind of like switching in between out of the goddess. And like, she was crying. Like she was confused. It doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense anymore. They never exactly cleared that up to us. And like, they never brought it up again. Like they had the idea. They're like, okay, we'll turn her back eventually. And they never did it. And I, I, I hate this because it, the gimmick sucks now. Like, without The Fiend, it sucks. The Lily shit, it's stupid, okay? I, I hate to admit because Alexa Bliss is one of my favorites, but the gimmick sucks without The Fiend. And she, she just she was way better off with it. The match sucked. It, 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 everything sucks about this shit. <laughs> Yeah, nothing really great happened. We're gonna we're gonna kind of speed through it a little bit. Next, we have Miss TV with Damian Priest. Pretty much, Miz and John Morrison trash talk Damian Priest. 
Priest says that he respects Sheamus for fighting him with an injury unlike The Miz. Miz says he never got injured until Damian Priest, and he Miz would slap Damian Priest if he wasn't in this chair. John Morrison says, you're talking to two legends. Um, calls, what's his face? Damian Priest calls them loco, and he calls The Miz Johnny sidekick. And he calls the Miz a loudmouth jackass. And then we see Damian Priest go on to defeat John Morrison. After the match, Sheamus attacks Damian Priest until Ricochet makes the save. I'm going to go to our next match, and then we can talk about everything as a whole. Because we saw Damian Priest and Ricochet defeat WWE US Champion Sheamus and John Morrison with the Miz. I don't even remember watching that, that second match over. Yeah, and then uh, Priest hit the reckoning on John Morrison to win. What do you guys think? I'll go to Carl to Dan first for this one. What do you guys think about Damian Priest? It looks mm-hmm. like Damian Priest versus The Miz is going to happen, or Damian Priest versus Sheamus. It seems like. What do we think is happening at SummerSlam, and what do you think of this whole thing? I mean, the Damian Priest versus Sheamus thing. I would like to see Damian Priest win. Um, I don't want to see another Miz versus Damian Priest. I don't want to see that again. Um. I mean, it, it's okay. I mean, it, it, if they do it right, I guess, you know. Yeah. yeah. It, it all depends on how they do it. Yeah. All right. How about you, uh, Carlos? Me, personally, I would like to see maybe a Battle Royal. I feel like we haven't seen a Battle Royal in a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like we like it would be a nice like Battle Royal for the U.S. title. So, you like, have more people involved. Okay. All right. Maybe have more bodies, yep. Um, and, like, more people, like, get TV time, you know? True, true. I don't know how much I care. I feel like the U.S. title is like the 24-7 title. It sort of disappeared. Um, yeah, I don't really care, you guys. Like the only time that the, the U.S. title actually meant something was when John Cena had it. Yeah. The first time. Yeah, 100%. Next, we have WWE Raw Champion Omos with, with co-champion AJ Styles taking on Riddle. Omos got the win after a two-arm choke slam. Nothing much, you know, after the match, just Omos defeating Riddle. Carlos, what do you think? Um, the match is okay. I was expecting Randy Orton to come back, though. Yeah. There's really no sort of, you know, I thought maybe someone, I know last week Styles attacked Riddle after the match. I was thinking maybe you would see a tag match at SummerSlam. We still have time. We still have two more weeks. But, Dan, what about you? What are your thoughts on Riddle versus Omos? Eh. I mean, it, it, again, it just depends on how they do it. Like, they do it better with it. Like, it, 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 like I've been saying, it just has to depend on how they're doing shit. Like, I don't know how else to say it because, like, everything else, if they don't do it correctly, it sucks. Yeah. Like, it, it can either be good or it can either be bad. I don't want it to be bad. I don't. So they really need to focus on how they do it. I, I guess I'm kind of excited, I guess. I mean, at least now you can actually see Omos in, like, a match on his own. But like, you know. I, was, I was a little confused by that. Why wasn't AJ Styles with Yeah. I just feel like, again, this match had no sort of storyline development. You know, there was no featuring of Rainey Orton. The kind of match was, like, pointless. But, yeah. Next up, Alexa Bliss is in her playground. Um, she talks about how Lily has influenced killers like Ted Bundy and many others. Dewdrop attacks Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie grabs Lily and calls Lily disgusting. She says this is the evolution. 
and she basically like tosses the doll down. And after they leave, Lily stands up. Um, I don't know if we want to really talk about this segment, but we can. What do we think about this? I I don't care. I, I didn't really think it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to it either. It just seemed like we we're going to end up seeing Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam, but we'll see. Next, we have NXT champion Karrion Cross taking on Keith Lee. Um, Lee, actually, surprisingly, Keith Lee got the win after a spirit bomb. It was a decent match. Carlos, what did you think about Keith Lee beating Karrion Cross? It just keeps getting so annoying. I feel like, why are they putting Karrion Cross against a guy? Like, look, both those guys can't afford losses right now. Mm-hmm. Why are you putting? Why are you putting a guy? Why are you putting? Okay. Um, when Keith Lee first came back, they put him against against Bobby Lashley. And they're obviously going to make Bobby Lashley win because he's the champion. Yeah. Like, why are you going to put Keith Lee in his returning match against somebody who can't afford to lose? And then, like, and then Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee, like, they both can't afford losses right now. I feel like, like, Karrion Cross should have put, been put against someone that can, like, someone like maybe Drew Gulag or something, like, build him, build his way up, but they keep making him lose and then win, like, well, like they, already ruined, they, were, they, were, they already ruined his undefeated streak. Like, what else are they going to do with him now? I agree with you. I mean, I don't know, man. This is, this is something else. Um, Dan, go and ahead. I, and I like Keith Lee too. I, I don't know why. Like, I, I'm happy that he won, but then, like, look at the other side. Like, look, look, who, look, who, look who ended up losing, you know? Yeah, it's more of like who here benefits the most. Go ahead, Dan. I, I have to agree with them. It, it, it didn't make sense on why they did it. They didn't need to. Um, like, look, if you want to have Keith Lee win a match, put him against somebody else, not carrying cross. Like, he just came up too. I wonder, like, I know um, this is, like, a kind of like a spoiler, but it didn't happen, so it's not really a spoiler. Initially, they said they were going to have Karrion Cross continue to lose, and then that allows Scarlett to come out and sort of, like, help manage him. So maybe they're continuing that storyline where, like, he's going to lose, and then Scarlett's going to come back and sort of, like, kind of like what they did with Andrade in NXT. Zelina Vega came in and revitalized his career. Um and that's sort of what they were doing. Maybe they're doing that. I don't know why they would have someone like carrying cross. Like you both said, he doesn't, he shouldn't be losing right now, but all right, next we have the WWE 24 seven championship on the line, the champion Reginald defeating Akira Tozawa after hitting a really cool Molly go round. Dan, we'll go to you first. What do you think about Reginald? I, I guess he's doing something good for the title, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like really cool moves, like the athletic gymnastic ability that he has. I, I, I hate it, is, but I, I just continue to forget we even have a twenty four seven championship. I do. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's not. It's not the best. Like, I, I get it. He's trying his hardest, and, and I'm grateful for that. But like, WWE needs to step up their game on this at least a little bit. A hundred percent. Um, did I ask, um, Carlos? Yeah. No, I didn't ask Carlos. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on Reginald? Um, he's growing on me. He's definitely, like, getting, like, on my, I'm starting to like him a little bit, like, his moves that he does. Like, he doesn't really hit the person. Like, he just, like, does, like, flip moves. And I like how, I like his entrance, how he comes down. Like, it kind of remind, reminds me of, um, The Incredibles, you know, Elastigirl? Mm-hmm. You know, the movie? it kind of, like, how he comes down, it kind of reminds me of that. 
Elastigirl. Okay. Yeah, he's very, okay. very athletic. Very cool. All right. We are here. You can tell the fans are kind of like sort of behind him. Yeah, like I like him when I see him. I think he's very cool. His, you know, what he can do and stuff. It's very interesting. So we're at our main event. The no holes barred match. The Raw Women's Champion Nikki, almost mm-hmm. a superhero, taking on Charlotte Flair. There were a lot of cool moments in this match. Um, a lot of different table spots. Flair goes to spare Nikki through the table, but Nikki moves. Flair goes through the table and gets a two count. And then Nikki Cross, I don't know the name of her finisher. Um, it used to be Twisted Sister, but I don't know what it is now. It's like a, it's like a sort of... I don't even know how to describe it, but she hits her finisher and she gets the win. She defeats Charlotte Flair. Carlos, what were your thoughts? I was surprised that she beat her clean. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like you really beat Charlotte? I was, I was really surprised for me. She had, like, no help. Like, she literally just beat her clean. Yeah, that was impressive. I was like, wow, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so you were happy with the result. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dan, you too. You were just you were happy with the ending. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good to have, you know, the Raw Women's Champion on top for once. Normally she loses. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish there was more to, to say about this episode of Raw. There was really there were some moments that definitely um allowed SummerSlam to keep it up. So before we go. We're going to each say our standout moment from this episode of Raw. Carlos, we'll start with you. What is the one moment that, like, is sticking with you that you'll remember for the rest of the week? Um, I'm going to have to say... Oh, this is hard. Um, <laughs> it's hard to find something. Why don't you think about it, and then we'll come back to you, all right? Okay, yeah, I have, I have more to say about SmackDown, but, but I'll, I'll stick with Raw. That's um, okay. Dan, why don't you go, what, what, and then we'll go back to Carlos in a minute. What was your uh, moment from, from Raw that was your takeaway? Um, well, This is a tough one, but I guess I'd have to say Nikki beating uh, Charlotte. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. That's my takeaway. From it, okay, I got, I got mine. Um, I think it was when Miss TV when Damien Priest was spraying Miss with the with the dripstick. Mm-hmm. He just like, kept spraying him and spraying him, and spraying constantly. He was getting so pissed. That, I that. thought it was pretty funny. All right, well, at least we all found something to like about this week's edition of Raw. Thank you, mm-hmm. everyone, for tuning in and listening. Um, just really quick, make sure you subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell. Dan, why do we hit the notification bell? Because it's so quick and easy, it saves you minutes and minutes of trying to find our thing. And the, and the best part is it only takes you a split second to save you minutes and minutes. Of that time, yes. You just get that little alert on your phone, and you could click on it, and it sends you right to our content. Make sure you follow us on YouTube, Facebook, World of WWE Podcast. We're on Instagram. And you guys know all that. It's going to be in the description below in our video. So, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next week with our next Monday Night Raw recap. Be safe. We are on the road to SummerSlam. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya.